When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frontier from American English with this guy. And I want to talk about three verbs in English that might be a little bit difficult, but if you know how to use them, it might really improve your vocabulary. So this comes from a live chat I did. Let me see if I can find it here. A live chat that I did um, this past Saturday. And as I was looking through the comments, I realized, oh, I missed this question. So I want to answer it right now. Thank you, Luciano, for this question. What's the difference between to move and to wiggle? So let's talk about movement right now. And all three verbs I talk about today will have something to do with movement. So there's some kind of motion going on right now. I'm moving my hands. So Move is just a really general verb to show motion. Wiggle, that's a little different. Right now, I'm wiggling my fingers. I'm wearing earphones right now, but and I can't do it. But some people can wiggle their ears. And when we say wiggle, it's tiny little movements. Let's think of a, a worm. It might wiggle across the road. You know, little worm there, wiggle. Think of a little baby. Maybe the parents put that little baby in their crib, but they can't quite get comfortable. So they might wiggle around in their crib. Squirm. That's the next one I want to talk about right here. And trickle will be the last one. But squirm and wiggle are very similar. They're like almost the same. In fact, I might say you could use them interchangeably, but here are a couple ways to use squirm. Let's say there's a snake. I mean, it's almost like a worm, right? But maybe a snake is squirming across the grass. You could probably also say wiggling across the grass. So squirm, wiggle, pretty much the same. Trickle, maybe an advanced verb, not really related to squirm and wiggle, but trickle usually has something to do with water or liquid, and it means it's moving very slowly. Let's say you're really thirsty and you are at the faucet. Faucet, maybe an advanced word for where water comes out, like right right where your sink is, water comes out of the faucet. Maybe you're really thirsty, so you turn the handle but only a trickle comes out. That can be used as a noun, or you could say the water is only trickling. Three rather advanced verbs in English. If you want more, check out this video I made about three other ways to say I'm hot in English. And it looks like we're live. Welcome everyone to this um, different time. I don't usually go live midweek. It's the middle of the day for me. It's about 11 o'clock in the, the morning for me. 
So, but this is my first day of summer vacation. So I wanted to come on here. YouTube lets me know when most viewers are on and YouTube said 11. So I said, let's do it. Let's go for 11. Not sure how many people will be available. This might be a good time for parts of Asia. It's probably a good time for Europe. Probably not a great time for North and South America, but welcome. Already got a cough. Excuse me, but at least um, I have the cough button. Luke is here. Welcome. And Linda is here. Welcome. Uh, there are more people here than I thought there would be, Sam. What's going on? Hope you're doing well. Lena does English. I see you quite a bit on Instagram. Thanks so much. Let's see. Oh, Linda, speaking of drinking, so I am going to be answering a few questions. I'm going to be answering questions from the chat for sure. Put your question in the chat. If you're new here, I should probably introduce myself. I just see so many familiar names. And what I do here is I answer questions about learning English, American culture, ask away. But I thought it might be a little slower today. So I looked back at Saturday's live stream and saw I missed some questions. I missed a question from Linda. I missed a question from Dr. Luke. He's in the chat. So I have their questions that they asked on Saturday, but I missed them in the chat. So I'm going to start doing that more, looking back through the old chat. If I missed any questions, answer them on the next one. But Linda says, Linda from Italy, Benvenuta. My daughter is still drinking uh, Granita after school and playing Fortnite. So I'm free. All right. Yeah, I think it'll last uh, 45 minutes or so. So welcome, Linda. Yeah, Linda lives in Italy, so probably a good time. Hope she's getting those dubs. That's what we say in English, mostly for video games. But if somebody is winning, we might say uh, getting those dubs. Let me write that out because getting those dubs. And dubs stands for W's. That stands for wins. I hope she's getting those dubs. Uh, getting those dubs. Short for W, which is short for wins. And Breezy's here. Welcome, Breezy. Hope you're doing well. It looks like Amina Mega's here. India is in the house. And it looked like, I think Amina was working. So, and Amina, yeah. And Amina lives in Canada, so I should be working. I would be working, but I am now on summer vacation. So maybe you're watching on replay. If you are, welcome. Hope you learn a little something. That's the goal today is to help you improve your English over the next hour or so. So let's see what um, I noticed that I say so a lot. So I'm going to try to stop saying so. I noticed that when I was watching back through the live chat, it's like I say so a lot. Maybe I will try not to say that word so much. So um, in last week's chat, Robson asked, I've been studying English since 2019. 
Is that sentence correct? Yeah, that sentence is perfect. I've, it's a contraction for I have been. I've been studying English since 2019. That's awesome. I think that's exactly how long I've been studying Italian. Ho studiato italiano fra 2019. Possibile? Forse? Mi dispiace. Il mio italiano c'è molto male. Maybe that was for Linda. Maybe she understood something about that. So that's a great sentence, though, Robson. And here's Linda's. She said, um, what do Americans drink and eat in the scorching summer days? Well, I'm glad you asked because it is a little cooler than the last couple days because the last couple days have been plus 30 Fahrenheit, uh, sorry, Celsius. And that's hot for us where I live. Today's a little cooler, but um, she mentions massive cups of icy drinks, iced tea in the South for sure. I lived in the American South. Notice what I said there, the American South, not South America. So I lived in the American South, Alabama, Texas, Florida. I lived in Alabama, not South America. That would be Argentina, Brazil, Chile. Am I saying that correctly? Some Americans will say Chile, Chile. Yeah, they call it sweet tea down there. So sweet tea, and it is so good during the summer months. It's so good anytime, but lots and lots of sugar. So I can't drink it all the time, but yeah, massive cups. <laughs> Jamie, my wife has been on the live streams sometimes and our friend Aroni uh, will make fun of the big cups she has. So yeah, we do have massive drinks here in the United States, um, but to eat, oh, watermelon, huh? Is that, is that such a good fruit to eat during hot summer days? A lot of times we'll have salads, you know, so we don't have to heat up the house using our oven. So a lot of cold salads. I know in other parts of the world, they may eat cold soups. That's not as popular here in the United States. But Linda, thanks so much for the question. Sorry, I missed it on Saturday. Looking through the chat here. Oh, Anya. Anya has made an appearance. I didn't see her name, but I did see Sam, the Taiwanese, saying hello to her. Semiconductor Devices is here. It's good to see that you're doing well. Uh, it looks like uh, Maria from Argentina is here, and possibly Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. He is here. He'll be watching the chat. He also has an English channel on YouTube. Uh, I messed up. Studio Italiano del 2019. Yeah. But, th but this, this is not American Italian, awful Italian with this guy. This is American English. So I will stick to English. I will stick to it. If you plan on doing something for a while, you can say, I'm going to stick to it. Maybe you have decided this summer. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to start working out. Well, you need to stick to it. 
You need to do it every day. Maybe this summer is the summer you are going to improve your English. And you say, I am going to stick with it every day this summer. Maybe. Anya, how are you? Look at this. Ario from Indonesia, I think, right? I have been learning English since 2018. That's correct. Yeah. So Ario just chose not to use the contraction. I have been learning English since 2018. Nicely done. Oh, I like this. I think I think um, Bob the Canadian had this question or a similar question in his chat on Saturday. Shout out to Bob the Canadian. What's the difference between spice, seasoning, flavoring? That is the British way to spell flavoring, by the way. Relish and condiment. Ooh, what should we pick first? Let's go with condiment. Let's go with, let's go with condiment. And you know what? Relish is a type of condiment. So the way I think of a condiment is I think of a hot dog, but because of our Hindi friends, it's not made from beef. And because um, anybody who's watching this can't eat pork, this hot dog is not made from pork. It's made from chicken. Everybody can make, uh, everybody can eat chicken, right? So think of this chicken hot dog. It's probably kind of gross though. Think of this chicken hot dog. No, for all the vegetarians. It's a vegetarian hot dog. Picture that in your mind. Vegetarian hot dog. Anything you can put on that hot dog, we can call that a condiment. Condiment. Relish. That's like little pickles chopped up. Probably some other things. It's green. Americans put relish on hot dogs all the time. Hey, do you want an advanced way to say, I like something? You can say, I relish it. It's weird. Same spelling and everything. English is weird, right? But, oh, I relish studying English. I promise that's a correct sentence. But relish in this way, probably the stuff you put on a hot dog, mustard, mayonnaise. Ooh, a lot of people either love mayonnaise or hate mayonnaise. It's that white stuff made, I think, from eggs, probably sugar. I don't, I don't know how to make mayonnaise, but ketchup. Condiments are things we put on hot dogs. Seasoning, ah, but it could be anything. Pepper, it can be a condiment or it can be a seasoning. So as you're making your food, the seasoning. Seasoning is not liquid though. Seasoning is mostly solid like little pieces. So sometimes we have poultry seasoning, which you put on your chicken, maybe, unless you're vegetarian. Um, we also have Italian seasoning, which has a mixture of like basil and oregano and all things Italian. And the other thing is spice. Most of the time, spice and seasoning are very close. Spice, though, will have a little heat. It might burn your tongue. Hope that helps. Mr. Nguyen, I think. I hope. All right. A little chat going on between semiconductor devices and Maria. Yuki, welcome. Glad you can make it. 
Mr. Bob always said sorry if he didn't upload a video. Yeah, Mr. Bob, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. A busy man. I think he's still at school. Well, Linda, I'm sorry. Linda says Brent always ends up talking about food and always makes me hungry. Yeah, I love food. I love food. And I think a lot of other people do. So it's a good way to talk about English, I think. Yeah. Food. It's almost lunchtime here in the United States. Condiment. Condiment. Be careful. It sounds a lot like another word, condom, which is very different from condiment. Really? Raphael, we in the United States, we have Burger King. You may have heard of it. And they have this thing called the Impossible Whopper. It's made totally meatless. Let me put that. Um, this is a, a good suffix to know. Family's here. Did you hear that chair scraping across the kitchen floor? Hopefully you didn't, but meatless. So without meat. So if you put less at the end of a word in English, it almost always means without. So hmm, we might have a cloudless day. That's a day without any clouds. First thing I thought of. But there are many words you can stick less at the end. That means without. So just know that if you come to a word you've never seen before, Try to separate it. You know, if you know anything at the end, those suffixes, if you know the prefixes, it really can help you understand a word you've never seen before. This summer, I should make more videos with Latin and Greek roots. What's that? Sorry. Is a part of Canadian culture habit? Oh, say sorry. Oh, saying sorry. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, Ario. Yeah, I think um, Americans and Canadians, we will say sorry for so many things, even though it's not our fault. I'm glad you mentioned this. Um, I actually made a video about this, what Americans really mean when they say sorry. So let's say a friend of mine, they lost their dad. Okay, it's a very nice one. Sorry. Hope I didn't hurt your ears by they say Linda, they say Italians talk with their hands a lot, right? Americans do too. Let's say my friend lost his dad. His dad passed away. I say I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't cause the dad to die, but what we do is like I'm sorry you feel that way. It's not our fault when we say I'm sorry. It's just another way for us to say, I know how you feel. It doesn't feel good. I'm sorry you feel this way. So it's, it's not an apology a lot of times. Oh, Fabio, coffee 30, coffee 30 here in Italy. So some people will say that in the United States and Fabio probably means so 30 minutes past the hour. It's like anytime can be coffee 30, right? Anytime's coffee 30. So if you really like something, well, we use it with coffee and we use it with sometimes alcohol and beer. No, you shouldn't drink alcohol. 
but uh, beer 30. Hey, it's beer 30 somewhere. That just means you can drink alcohol. Hey, it's coffee 30 somewhere. Let's have a coffee. Naima, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Good to see you here. Mode is late. Oh gosh. Sorry. He's late. He was out in a boat in a boat. That's my best Canadian accent. It's it's awful. But if you I don't think Bob the Canadian really has a strong Canadian accent. And he I think when he's on camera, he may change it a little bit. I do I do the same. But that is a very Canadian sentence that Mode wrote there. Out. That's kind of Canadian. About. Kind of Canadian. In a boat. Um, and Bob the, Can- Bob the Canadian. Shout out again to Bob the Canadian. But in his chat, I wrote a Boston sentence. And I'm going to say that now. If you know anything about Boston, they drop their R's at the end of of many words. So I packed the cat and have it yad. That's I parked or I park the car in Harvard yard, pack the cat and have it yad. So if you ever go to Boston, you might hear somebody speak like that. Not a lot of R's at the end of words in Boston. In mode. Yes, he's infamous. If you look at that word right there, there, Think of famous, well-known, but when we put in in front of it, it means famous for a bad reason, and we change the pronunciation. Hello, everyone. The infamous guy here. Infamous. Infamous. Man, Raphael, what's my favorite American food? Can I say pizza? Pizza is not American, is it? But I love pizza. I know it's Italian. It's not really American. I don't. Do we have American food? I think we just have borrowed it from everyone else. McDonald's, that's American, right? Um, I'm going to stick with pizza with pineapples on it. This morning, I got up early like a good little boy. I listened. I need to move this microphone. Sorry. I listened to my Italian, and they were talking about how they hated pineapple on pizza. Oh, I don't mind pineapples on pizza. How about in the chat? Do you think pineapples should go on pizza? I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. Thanks for the question. Uh Oh, whoa. This is a tough one, my friend. This is a tough one, IL. Um, Referential and differential are are how those are pronounced. Could you please explain the difference between referential and deferential? Thanks in advance. I don't know if I can, actually. So maybe I should look those up. Um, But... I think both of them are very polite words and maybe something that is used in like religion, um, but not always. But I think those are both real extreme cases of respect. Referential. 
Hmm. Let me let me look that up for a second. I don't know if I can do that with this program. Um, let me get back to you. That might be one of those that I actually make a video on and I can put it on my other channel just so I don't get it wrong. But um, like I know if you're being deferential, that's a tough word to say, right? Let's say two people are walking towards a door and you let the other person go before you. You could be deferential. It's it's letting the other person go. I almost think. Do you hear the chair again? If you're being referential, you are. It's even more respect. But let let me check on that. I will get back to you, Jose from Spain. Hawaiian pizza with pine, pineapples. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So if you are really in favor of something or if you really like it, you can say, I'm all for that. And I am all for pineapple and and pizza. Hey, is Miho in the house? I think on Saturday, Miho, your package arrived. Thank you so much. I need to, I need to wear your shirt. I need to wash it first, but, um, I got some gifts from Japan. Miho. Thank you so much. It's very nice of you. I will, um, and my daughter, she, uh, she got the stickers and the uh, pencil bag. Very nice of you. So nice of you. And Jamie loves the towel you sent. So, Miho, thank you so much. No way. That, that's blasphemous. Blasphemous. If something is really, really wrong, you might say, oh, that's blasphemous. And, um, I'm using it in a joking way, but in English blasphemy, if you are a religious person and somebody says something bad about maybe your religion or the God that you worship, um, you might call that blasphemy. And so I'm joking here, but we use that all the time. So it's blasphemy that an Italian likes Ananias. That's how you say pineapple in Italian on their pizza. Uh, nice. Wait, no, keep, keep the question coming, Linda. It's all good. Um, Maria, good question. This is a personal question. Am I going on holiday somewhere in the end? So, Hey, you might want to become a member. Maria and I, we are chatting all the time on discord. So it's just another way to, um, participate in chats throughout the week. A lot of it is texting. Sometimes we'll get together on Sundays and do a video chat. See, I think I have a little banner here uh, reminding people if they would like to become a member, check it out. It's a little join button. Also, if you'd like to subscribe, don't forget subscribe if it's your first time here. So it's a little complicated, Maria. At first, my family and I, we wanted to go to Portugal. The tickets were really cheap. It would not cost us as much money as other years. So we were going to go to Portugal. My children are getting their passports renewed right now. And so there's a bit of a holdup. If there is a holdup on something, it means it's taking a little bit longer. So if you go into McDonald's, speaking of American food, and you order your 
vegetarian sandwich. And you think it should be ready in about two minutes, but five minutes goes by, you might say, um, excuse me, what's the holdup? It's taking a little bit longer. So the passports, there's a holdup for renewing the passports. And Portugal, I don't think really wants Americans. So right now, I can walk into a store without a mask. I don't have to quarantine. Um, so we're a little bit nervous about going, having to quarantine, because we'll only be there for like two or three weeks. Greece was looking good for a little while, but I think we might end up staying here. May travel around a little bit, the United States. My daughter's working. My son's busy. We thought this might be the last summer the four of us as a family could go somewhere because my daughter's already 15. She's not going to want to, I don't even think she wants to hang out with us anymore. But you know, you know, if you've had teenagers, you know, they're supposed to grow up and leave. That's probably what's happening now. Thanks for the question, Maria. Oh. Watching while cooking. Nice. Hey, and what I what I think these live streams are great for is if and a lot of times I will put these on the podcast. You can find it American English with this guy. Just if you're walking, if you're cooking, if you're working out, just listen to me speak. Hopefully not too quickly, hopefully not too slowly, while you're doing your dishes. Yeah. On pizza. Are we talking about toppings? Toppings on pizza? Yes. So I'm going to put some pineapples on pizza. I love eating pineapples on pizza. That is the correct preposition there. All right. Yuki. Hey, Brent. Could you tell me the difference between accurate, exact, and precise? That's how you say all of those words. Great question, Yuki. Great question. My earphones were slipping off. Uh, yeah, there's actually really no difference between those three because they all mean trying to use a word without using one of those three. Um, sometimes we'll say pinpoint accuracy, but it means you're correct. There is no... Uh, I don't want to use wiggle. I, I will have a video coming out later where I talk about wiggle. I think I, um, use that earlier wiggle room, but let's say you're building a house and you're measuring the wood. I mean, you want that to be accurate. You want that to be exact. You want it to be precise. So it means exactly right. And I think if you use any of those three in that situation, it will be good. Precise to me, it seems almost even better than accurate. So, but they all mean the same thing. But if you want to be really precise, I think that just means, um, okay. So let's think of a, a surgery and there's a doctor performing a surgery on the heart. Okay. You want that doctor to be precise. So in that way, I think accurate, 
there's a little bit more wiggle room. So let me just talk about that wiggle room. Maybe new. I don't know when else I would explain it. So if wiggle, I, I do like if your tooth is loose, you could wiggle it, move it back and forth. So when you're talking about measurements for a house, if there's too much wiggle room, that means wrong one way or the other, your house isn't going to be built properly. So you want it to be accurate. There isn't a lot of wiggle room. And especially when a doctor is performing surgery on the heart, there is no wiggle room. One wrong cut could really hurt that person. So I hope that helps, Yuki. Great question. Great question. Ooh, I know the answer to that, but I'm sure she will answer it. Yeah, great question, Yuki. Thank you. I think that might have helped others. Pizza and cheese. Keeping it simple. Pizza and cheese. I don't think pineapple belongs on pizza. Yeah, I think um I think that's what Linda might be talking about. If you said that, people would know exactly what you mean. I don't want to say it's wrong, but if you want to be more accurate or more precise, you might say I don't think pineapple belongs on pizza. But it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. Antron how do you pronounce this? Aeon male? I, I've never heard of that. Aeon male. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's how I would pronounce it, but I don't think it's accurate. Hey, okay. Sana, Sana, let's talk about this. I love this question. I understand you. That's good. So you understand me and English videos, but when I read English, I find it difficult, especially with scientific books. Hey, do not feel badly about that. My students, I teach middle school. So my students are 13 and 14 years old. My students are 13 and 14. English class is often their class where they have the easiest time when they read. Okay. It's the easiest time for them to read because they have teachers that will help them with the reading. We'll be reading a lot of fiction. Science is the hardest one for them and they are native English speakers. So even for me, English teacher, been teaching 20 years, but if I sit down with a difficult science book or even some terms that I might not be familiar with, it could be really hard. Um, let's talk about this word right here jargon. Okay. Jargon. If you've never heard of this, this is what we call the types of words that are used in a specific profession. Big word, like in a specific job. So the science community has their own jargon. The tech community, people who work with computers, they have their own jargon. These are special words that you only use when talking about science. 
you only use when talking about medicine. You know, doctors have their own jargon. I don't know if Adriana is here, but she is a lawyer. Lawyers have their own jargon. And even native English speakers might not know all that vocabulary. So don't feel too badly. Now, if you're going into, um, and this reminds me of um, what we were talking about in a Discord uh, chat this weekend, um, there was talk of like very specific parts of an air conditioner. Like if you are going into work for air conditioners in English, you'll need to know all that jargon. So if you're going to be a science teacher or a biologist, you might need to know that jargon. Or if you're studying for the C2, a C2 level exam, but some of that is just going to be so specific to that subject. A lot of S's there. Uh, semiconductor devices. Again, this is going to be a similar answer. Could you tell me how to understand rappers like Tupac and Eminem? Yep. So I listened to a little bit of Eminem you know, before I, I had children. And now I think my children listen to a little bit of Eminem. But a lot of times I'll have to take out the lyrics and read them to understand what he is saying. He speaks very quickly for even native English speakers. So my best advice for you is repetition. Listen to it often, many, many times. Rewind. Listen to it again. Go back and forth. Yeah, so it's tough. It's not, hey, Adriana is here. So, so Adriana is a lawyer in Poland and she's worked in Germany. And so if you are going to study to be a lawyer in the United States or Germany, you will have to know very specific German jargon that lawyers use or very specific jargon that American lawyer lawyers use. But if you just want to have conversations, you know, that jargon probably isn't that probably not necessary. Just, just looking. I'm, if I'm missing things in the chat, I'm going to try to go back. Okay. Hey, wait, hang on. Um, so Maria is a translator and yeah. So if you are going in and you're translating for businesses that work with air conditioners or that study science. Yeah. So if you're a translator, totally different story. You might have to specialize in certain jargon. Yeah. Hey, Lena, you're welcome. All right, Gloria. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Can you say the different sentences with can and can't? Ooh, yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me. <laughs> Excuse me. If COVID has taught me anything, I shouldn't cough directly into my hand. We're ta- it's hard though. We're taught to we're taught to cough in our elbow. That's your elbow. I'm just coughing into my hand. I promise. I will get some hand sanitizer after I leave here. Yeah, and I know native English speakers, I mean, we just can and can't. 
sometimes we don't oh stick that T at the end, right? Um, I can say those sentences for you. I can't, but see, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the teaching mode where I'm trying to speak all of my syllables, all of my little parts. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't believe, uh, I can't believe native speakers will speak so quickly sometimes when they know you're trying to learn English. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. See, when I'm talking normally, like a lot of times we don't say that T at the end. So Gloria, you're not alone. Lazy native English speakers, right? Yeah. Crook of my elbow. Got to do that more. All right, Julie, I find English so weird. If something is a bomb, it's a failure. But if it's the bomb, it's excellent. You are so right. July, I'm sorry, July. Love that name, July. Yeah, so um, let's say I had a pizza and it had pineapples and it's really good. I might say, oh, this pizza, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. But if I had to sing anywhere, because I can't sing, I know I would bomb it. I know I would bomb out there. It would not be good. July, yeah. But yeah, it's English. It's so weird. Yeah, bomb. Nice one. Shay is here. Welcome. No, I don't think Ario. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember you asking about this, Detective Conan. Okay, here are a couple of reasons why I don't want to do that. A, I don't know anything about it. So, I suppose I could research it, right? get all into detective Conan, but then nobody, I don't think many people will watch it. Let me know in the chat. Do you, if maybe I'll put up a poll detective Conan, should I do a video about it? You know, if we get like, um, 33 people in the chat right now, I was like, if 20 people say yes, detective Conan, it's the best. I will research. I will do, I will do some research on detective Conan. All right. Um, where was I? I heard somebody saying they're a native Korean speaker, right? It wasn't in this chat today. Native Korean speaker. They picked up Japanese in like two years. If you pick something up, you can like, I'm picking up this cup, but we can also say you pick up means you learn. So, oh, I picked up the drums you know, one summer. That would mean I can play the drums in one summer. That's a lot to learn a musical instrument in one summer. But this person was frustrated because they were studying English for seven years and they still didn't feel comfortable. And this is the hard thing about Korean or Japanese. It's further away from English than like Spanish or Italian. So English, Spanish, Italian, French, and a lot of others, the languages are really close. Korean, Japanese, Arabic, Persian, Turkish, they're a lot further apart. So I have not, Adriana, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I've heard good things. Um, who who was in that? It's, is Adam Sam, um, yeah, Andy Samberg, right, I think is in it. 
I think I've heard good things about it, but uh, hey, my Italian friend from New Jersey, how are you? Welcome. Um, is there a difference to help and help out? No, there's no real difference, but we might say it a little bit differently, right? So, hey, I need you to help out on Saturday. I'm going to be pretty busy. Could you do the dishes for me? I need your help on Saturday. I'm going to be pretty busy. So I need you to help out. I need your help. So a lot of times it might just be we put a preposition before that phrasal verb, help out. So, hey, I'm going to want you to help out. But they both mean the same thing. We just might use them a little differently. How about that, Shea? Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Detective Conan case. All right. Ah. Buongiorno. Orsera. Um, I think uh, for my friend it would be buongiorno. Or possibile uh, buon pomeriggio. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we, uh, he and I, we live on the same, uh, we live in the same time zone. We live in the same time zone. Adam, what's the difference in meaning in the following sentences? She can't believe what she can see and she can't believe what she's seeing. Hmm. Well, I would say that the second sentence sounds a little bit more natural, but she can't believe what she can see. Yeah, she can't believe what she's seeing. So let's take the first one, though. That means what's happening right in front of her eyes. She can't believe what she's seeing. Maybe there's a car crash. Maybe there's an amazing performance on stage. It could be good. It could be bad. She can't believe what she's seeing right now. So in this sentence, she can't believe what she can see. It reminds me of one of those videos where maybe somebody has been colorblind all of their life. They don't really see color that well. And then they put the glasses on that helps them see color. So that sentence might be used there. She can't believe what she can see. Okay. But I think the second sentence would be used in more cases and in more ways. If I have missed your question or comment, can you just please put it in the the chat again? And thank you for not spamming, by the way. No spammers here. Everybody's being so nice. Ah, pomeriggio. Yeah, I think it's um, is it twelve o'clock yet? So maybe maybe still still morning here. Is it bon matina? Bon matina. Um, too much Italian here, right? We're here to learn English. Italian's so fun though. Uh, Korean grammar is very different from English verbs, adjectives, and the verb to be is always at the end of the sentence. I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Awesome. Alina. Nice. And I think Alina's native language is Russian or I get that wrong all the time, but I think your native language is Russian. Oh yeah. Great, great question, Ario. Great question. 
Um, the good thing about movies is that there are some visuals for you. There are some pictures. So that will help with the context. So you're watching the movie. Uh, I'm at the level in Italian where I'm watching a lot of Peppa Pig. A lot of Peppa Pig. And it's the good thing. The good thing about Peppa Pig is that I can see what's going on. And then I hear it. So with movies, that's a good thing. The problem with movies is they speak, you know, like native speakers. They're they're quick. They don't pronounce everything. So what you might want to do is start with subtitles. That's that's how I do it. In Italian is I'm not at the level where I can understand everything without subtitles, but I enjoy doing it. So if it helps you put on the subtitles, do that for a little while. And for a little while, I mean like a year, like it takes a long time. So Ario, I'm sure there was one time where you couldn't even understand me with your English. Now it it seems like you can. So that is one step. There are many steps and don't feel badly if you can't watch movies easily now, but let's think next summer, maybe next summer, if you're working really hard, these things take a lot of time. Another shout out to Bob, the Canadian, his members video. I mean, become a member of this channel, but Bob, the Canadian, I'm a member over there. Um, He put out a great video today about how long it takes to learn English. Like it's hard work. And in his comments, I put uh, a line from a song that I love and it's called 10,000 hours by the group Macklemore and somebody else. But basically there's a line in the song and they're talking about painters, people who paint artists And the line is something like this. Those artists, they aren't great because they were born knowing how to paint. They're great because they painted a lot. And that's the same thing with English. Like it takes a long time to get at a high level. And I don't think these videos that say, hey, learn English in 30 days. That's such a bad message to send. You can't learn English to a high level in 30 days. And if you can watch a movie without subtitles and you know what is going on throughout that movie, that's a high level of English. It probably takes what four, five years of really hard studying every day. So Ario, you're getting there. I know you are. You will get there. It just takes time. Just takes time. Yeah, I've been watching um, some Disney Plus. I think that's what they call it. And a lot of things on Disney, they have Italian subtitles and the Italian audio. So I'll put that on. And it really helps me with the pictures and the reading. I got to take those subtitles away, though, sometime soon. Daria, hey, good to see you. Hey, teacher. I will be a non-native English teacher in the future. What do you recommend for me to become a better teacher? Well, you're here. 
listening to a native English speaker speak. That's good. I see you in a lot of chats. You're putting that time in. Um, but I will say this for any teacher. Okay. And I've been teaching for 20 years, but guess what? That first year or two, we all suck. We all suck that first year or two. Do not feel badly. So if this is your first year, even like teaching anything, it's hard. You have to learn how to manage the classroom. Don't feel badly. You're probably going to suck that first year. Just know it and just try to get better the next year. You know, like I said, I've been teaching 20 years. I'm trying to get better each day. It's one of those things. It's just, just, you just have to do it. Um, and as far as your students respect them and they will respect you, I think like actually show them you really care. That goes a long way this year at the end of the year. I got so many cards, emails of students thanking me. And I don't think their parents asked them to some sure, but it, that's the rewarding part of teaching is connecting with students, letting them know you care because they will give it back. They will show you uh, respect. So mode. Great question here. Is there an exact time limit for the greetings? Good afternoon. Good evening. At what time do you start saying evening? It's a great question. I think in Italy, there is a time, right? I remember reading that somewhere. Is it five? And here, uh, we don't have a time. Evening, afternoon, you know, it depends on the sun probably. Um, it's summer here right now in the, in the northern hemisphere in the United States. So... Evening would probably start at five, maybe in the winter too, I would say, but you have a little wiggle room. We talked about wiggle room earlier, you know, um, four 30, maybe evening. It's a good, good question mode. Um, five o'clock I would say for evening. Hey, good evening. The, the morning thing is really weird too, because when I'm at school and it's like, 11 o'clock, 1130, not quite noon. We'll still say, Hey, good morning. But a lot of people will look like at their phone or their, Oh, is it still morning? It seemed later than that. So that's another weird one too. Morning and afternoon, like literally afternoon means after 12 o'clock. But sometimes we say it a little earlier, like 1130. Hey, having a good afternoon. Having a good afternoon? Boom. Question. Maria, thanks so much for that question and the bold. Do you know the shadowing technique for practicing pronunciation? Oh, what are your thoughts about it? Um, I do it all the time in Italian. I really do. And uh, for me to practice my shadow. So for people who don't know shadowing, it's just finding a good sentence that you want to repeat. And it's usually, it's usually one sentence. It could be a word though, like pomeriggio. I hope I'm saying it now the correct way, but I had a hard time saying pomeriggio in Italian. So I would spend some time listening to, I think it helps with a native speaker, to be honest. 
a native speaker say it, and then you do your best to repeat it. So I do it all the time and I hope you find it helpful with my videos or any other English teachers videos. You can pause the video, listen, repeat. You can also record yourself and compare the native speaker with your speech pattern with the way you're saying it. So, yeah, I, I think if you, and I know Maria is at a high level, so um, it's a good way to fine tune your pronunciation to be more accurate. We're talking about accurate before, but to fine tune, it means becoming more precise. So if you think your pronunciation could use help, shadowing is a great technique. Yeah, it's a great technique. I love it. It can be time consuming. It can take a lot of time to do it. It's a lot easier to just listen. It's quicker, but I do, I take time maybe once every two weeks and really practice on my pronunciation in Italian. Yeah. Good question. I like it. And, and Maria put in the chat. Do you, Maria's pronunciation is great. So I'm wondering how much shadowing she has done, uh, but it's good. 6 PM. Oh, 6 PM in Italy right now. So you would probably say buonasera, right? And and I know in Italian there's an the evening versus the the good night. And I think the good night means like you won't see that person again. Like they're going to bed. Um and it, it's maybe not as exact here in the United States. But man, uh you know, so if you're leaving a party a little early. You could say, hey, man, have a good night. And that just means like the rest of the night. Or you could say, hey, hope you have a good evening. It means I hope you have, a, you know, until you go to bed. Kind of both mean the same thing. Hey, man, have a good evening. Have a good night. We could say both. We could say both. Yuki's new here? Well, welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you aboard. Glad to have you aboard. Oh, no. Bedtime. Well, good night. Yeah. If I know somebody is going to bed, I wouldn't say good evening. So in that way, it is like the Italians. So Yang, good night. I hope you sleep well. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Do you know that? Oh, man. But Linda, thank you. That means a lot. I have a lot. I have a lot of work to do, though. Um, we sometimes say this and uh, to little kids when they're going to bed. So sleep tight. Don't let the O should not be capitalized. But sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Oh, Patty, big fan of shadowing. Yes, I agree. Uh, buonanotte. Get a bounce that. Bounce those T's right there. Just looking through the chat. Trying to answer some questions I haven't seen yet. Ooh. 
let's see, Yuki, how to differentiate between the, that's a good word. Do you see that verb she used right there? Differentiate, differentiate to tell the difference between two things. How do you differentiate the sound J and ch? So challenging. Yuki, do you mind writing two words in the or two or three words? I can pronounce them for you. Okay? The ones that you're having um trouble with, just write them in the chat. I'll probably see it. I Linda, I haven't been on Hello Talk for a long time. I need to get back on there. Um, I think it's, I need to do a video on finding a, um, language partner, not a tutor, finding a language partner. Um, because I do, I use hello talk. I haven't for a while. I I need to check in with the people there, check in. So if I haven't seen them for a while, you could check in with them to make sure they're doing okay. So I'm going to check in with them. Tandem is another good one. So I haven't. Uh, well, Shea, it's a good question. Sleep tight. I think it means to have the blankets really tight around your body so that the bed bugs don't get you, I think. So, hey, sleep tight. I think it just means like sleep well. Sleep well. Yeah. Sleep well. All right more yeah and you you all are the experts on learning english i mean i did it as a child so yes i teach it that's one thing but for this is a great community to learn from others because other people are going through that journey so you can find out what has worked well for them what has not so the real experts in learning english are in the chat it's a great one ah Yuki, does anyone enjoy football? So Italy plays tomorrow, by the way, if we're talking soccer. So in the United States, we have football, and that's like you throw it. Does that make any sense? American football, we just call it football. You hardly use your foot in football. But most of the world in English calls soccer, what we call soccer, football. That makes more sense, but I'm a big American football fan. Not so much the soccer, but I will be watching Italy. I can't remember who they play. And then Russia and Belgium play on Saturday. I want to watch that game. All right. Okay. Adriana talking about exploiting something, exploiting something. Okay. That's always a bad thing always a bad thing, but, oh man, there are a couple of different ways. Um, here's one that's not so bad. We were just talking about football. Let's say the other team knows that there is a weak player on that team to exploit them. They might go after that player, make that weak player have to play even more. And they would exploit a weakness of that team. Uh, let's say there's a fighter, a boxer, and they know that their knee is hurt. Their opponent's knee is hurt. Wait, you can't, you can't, you can't kick in boxing. Uh, let's say maybe the, one of their ribs is hurt. So they might exploit that rib and just keep punching it. Now, 
we often talk about children being exploited. Okay. And that's very, very bad, very illegal, just morally awful, but exploited children, maybe they've been kidnapped and they've just been taken advantage of. I don't know if I, how much of that I should explain, but exploited children is a real problem, you know, exploit. So it's often when something is weak and you draw attention to it and try to hurt that person even more. I hope that helps exploit. I don't real football mode. How dare you? How dare you? This is why he's infamous. Um, Ooh, you know what? Um, the TH sound Robson. Hey, good question. I don't know if you're just joining. I answered one of your questions at the beginning of the chat. Um, I am going to be doing a collab with this guy named David. Um, he speaks fluent Polish, but if you check out David, I think it's American English with David. He has a great video on the, th, th, a great video. Yeah. And I think he's going to be on the channel pretty soon and I'm going to do something with him, but, th, um, he, he does a great job. So, and he says, because I believe his parents are Polish. He grew up in the United States and in Poland, both. And so he knows some of the struggles of that. And I learned from him that not many other languages actually have a sound where you need to stick your tongue through your teeth. And I think that's impossible to say if you can't say the TH sound stick your tongue through your teeth. But when I say through, through, it's just, you put the tip of your tongue. Don't close down with your teeth. This though, you just have to stick it in there a little bit though, through this, I will be doing a lesson on those very difficult words, like throughout though, I wrote them all down. Yeah. They're like the eight most difficult words in English. That TH sound is tough though. Th, th, th. Yeah. The, that's like one of our most common words, right? The, and you have to, the. yeah. And David from American English talks a lot about how um, other people learning English might say it, but yeah, like maybe pronouncing it with a D, but that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Vietnam, Yuki. Hey, glad you're here. Oh, Jamie. Um, believe it or not, semiconductor devices, my wife, Jamie, in case you didn't know, I know semi knows, but if you're new here, I do have a wife, Jamie, kind of like, like kind of pointing this way. She is in the house, but she has three more days left of school. I am out of school already. And my children are out of school already. She has three more days until summer vacation. All right, Mode. I'm I'm always nervous to read what Mode has written in the chat. I may regret this, but I'm going to read it right now 
without even reading it before. Come on, North Americans, pull your weight. The continent that's just south of you has some of the best football teams and players in the world, and you play your football with your hands. What what can I say to that? Mode is 100% correct. Yeah, 100% correct. Um, I don't know if Anya is still here, but in the Discord server this weekend, we were talking about the United States playing Germany. And I didn't know the sport. But if it was soccer or real football, I was thinking, oh, we're dead. We're dead. That's a, a way you can say that you don't have a chance. You are going to fail. Oh, we're dead. But when I learned it was hockey, oh, we got a chance. We got a really good chance. Let's see, basketball, the United States versus Germany. I like our chances. Baseball, I like our chances. Soccer, real football, we're dead. Yeah, we're dead. Come on. We can't hang with Germany. If you can't hang with someone, it means you can't compete. Think about Argentina and soccer. The U.S. versus versus Argentina, we're getting murdered. We're getting slaughtered. Think about the U.S. versus Brazil. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Those are some ways to um, um, say you're going to lose badly. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. That's good, Ario. I'm glad you can do it. Oh, I didn't know that. So the th th sound is in Arabic. Very nice. Yeah, Yuki. I, yeah. Right? I mean, why? Why do we call it football? Oh, feetball. 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 Yeah, I like it. I like it. Feetball. Yeah. You can use two feet. You just can't use your hands. Right? Just can't use your hands. Oh, it's tough to switch from the S to the th. th. Gotcha. Mexico. One of the best. Hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Is it the Marandona? Isn't that his name? Marandona, right? Marandona? Maradona. Maradona. Sorry, Maria. I'm sorry. I need to brush up on my soccer. If you brush up on something, it means you learn it better or maybe you have forgotten some things so you need to relearn them. So if you stop studying English for six months, when you get back into it, you may need to brush up on some things you have forgotten. Brush up. We love, we love our phrasal verbs, don't we? Diego Marandona. That's right. And I know all about the hand. He, he touched that ball. Maria, he touched that ball, didn't he? He touched that ball. Uh, Messi. Messi. But is he, he's Portuguese, right? Don't unsubscribe to this channel if I got that wrong. I think he's Portuguese. Please don't hate me. I think he's Portuguese. Lionel Messi. All I know about him is my wife thinks he's good looking. I think Jamie once said, whoa, he's good looking. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sitting right here. You, you don't have to say that out loud when I'm in the room. I can see him. I know he's a good looking guy. You don't have to tell me But she did. I remember that stung. If something hurts, you could say it stung. Ah, that stung. Pele, right? Brazilian. Brazilian, I think, right? Oh, oh. Ronaldo is Portuguese. Oh, gosh. Hey. Santa, welcome. Egypt. Egypt is in the house. So... I don't know where Messi's from. Where's Lionel Messi from? Is he from Argentina? Messi? I should look it up. I'm sure somebody will tell me. All right. You know what? It's almost lunchtime. I think I need to go. I think I need to go eat lunch, but this was, uh uh-oh, Mode saying something else. Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, Messi's from Argentina. I'm sorry, Maria. I should know that. I need to brush up on my soccer players. He's probably a good looking guy too, right? They're all good looking guys. Probably my wife, big fan. Apparently North American football teams used to play a lot against South American teams in the past. Oh, and when they found themselves losing all the time, they said, you know what? Screw it. We're good basketball. We're good at basketball. Yeah. Um, probably that's the case. Although Mexico, as I think Marco was saying, Mexico can hang. Mexico can hang with the South American teams. So if you can hang with something, Did we say that already? You can compete. You're not going to get embarrassed. But Mexico can hang. Canada, U.S., embarrassing. We'll stick to our hockey. How about that? Mexico, you want to play the U.S. in hockey? Let's do it. Argentina, we'll play some ice hockey. Let's go. We we cannot compete with the soccer, though. We can't. All right. What? Lewandowski. No, no. Hey, real quick story, Adriana. I didn't even take a picture, but my son um, played on a hockey team this weekend, and um, he took the place of another person, and it was a Polish last name. I can't remember the last name, but I'm like, oh, I need to tell Luke and, and Adriana. Yeah, so the whole – he didn't have his last name on there. He had someone else's last name, and it is – um it was, a, it was a Polish last name. So I want to do tweak. I have wanted to um, talk about tweak a video and it's an, it's an embarrassing story, but I, I tweaked my back um, a couple days ago. And if you tweak has a lot of different, a lot of different meanings. So I may put that on the other channel. It'll be a short video. American English with this guy too. There's another channel there you can check out. But tweak, if you just change something a little bit, you tweak it. Maybe you write a sentence and there's a small mistake. To to fix that mistake, you could tweak it. But I also tweaked my back because I'm getting older and I was swinging a bat trying to hit a ball and I pulled something in my back and I tweaked it. And I was was sore for like two days getting old. Lucian. How are you? Romania is in the house, but I need to go. Oh, Anya. Sorry to hear that. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico is awesome, man. All right. I need to go. 
I hope you all have a good day, good night, good morning, wherever you're at. I hope this uh, hour of listening to me answer questions has helped you with your English summer. So I'll be on the channel a little bit more often. Thanks so much for joining. Adios, amigos.